ideas and new technology are causing seismic shifts in the media industry. Where are we headed? What does it mean? Keep listening. Media strategist Gabriella Mirabelli talks with the brightest minds in entertainment and business. Meet the innovators, the risk takers, and the disruptors on the front lines of change from Hollywood, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, and beyond. The future is coming to a screen near you. Are you ready? This is the Up Next podcast with Gabriella Mirabelli. Welcome to Up Next. I'm your host, Gabriella Mirabelli. YPulse, the leading authority on Gen Z and millennial opinions and behaviors, has just released their deep dive trend report on social media. Mary Lee Bliss, YPulse's VP of content, is here to discuss what their research can tell us. Mary Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I think your research into social platforms is one of the most valuable and interesting trend reports that YPulse puts out. It's 61 pages, and it's something that everyone wants to commit to memory, at least if they're me. It's like, oh, everything on every page is so awesome. But before we jump into the study, could you give us the top line about the population you survey, margin of error, and just the things to sort of set the stage? Yeah, absolutely. So YPulse is completely focused on researching young consumers and helping brands understand next generation, Gen Z and millennial young people. So we are surveying young consumers constantly, 13 to 39-year-olds in the U.S. All of our surveys are nationally representative, balanced across age and gender and ethnicity and race. And we have a you know very small margin of error. We survey 1,000 consumers for every single survey. So 3% margin of error, very close to how they're actually feeling. This is awesome. Okay, now let's, let's dive in. And one of the reasons social media is so important to brands and content creators is that it's one of the places where young consumers spend a lot of time. Can you tell us exactly how much Gen Z and millennial audiences spend on their social platforms? Yes. So our social media deep dive report is really um, intended to give a full spectrum look at social media use among these generations, but also what brands need to know about every single platform. And you're exactly right. They are spending so much time in these spaces, arguably, you know, in the last year, more time than ever. Mm. Um, So when we ask them how much time do you spend on self social media every day, they're saying up to four hours on average overall. When we look specifically at generations, that's even higher among Gen Z. Not a huge surprise there. <laughs> they're right. even more addicted to these spaces. So it's um, almost four and a half hours for Gen Z, self-reported every single day on social media, and uh, a little bit more than three and a half for millennials, self-reported on social media every single day. That is just a huge amount of time. (laughs) Well, and it's for listeners, it's worth remembering that generally speaking, when respondents make self-assessments of time spent on activities, they typically under report. And in Mm -hmm. 2017, psychiatry investigation conducted a study of college students assessments of using their smartphone compared to the actual measurement of their device usage. And they found that they underestimated their time use by 40 percent. So if they think they're spending four to four and a half hours of time, they're likely spending more. Um, Absolutely. We which see is, it's kind time. of crazy if you think <laughs> it's a lot Absolutely. We say this all the time. You know, we say it as well um, when we ask young consumers the number of times that they look at their phone in a given hour, which we ask in our, our mobile use report. Um, and, you know, their estimates are 
pretty high. You know, Gen Z says 16 times an hour, millennials say 13. But then I always have to remind people, you know, how often do you actually look at your phone? You know, regardless of what generation you are, right? You know, the, the number you you don't even notice. <laughs> right. So it's your conscious of 16 times. You're probably exactly. twice as much. So, but the thing is that all social platforms are not created equally. They serve different uses for different audiences. So can you tell us about the platform preferences you found by, by generation? I'm, I'm sort of looking for, um, top line here. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing is that we're we're constantly monitoring young consumers' social media use. We really ask about it every single week in our brand tracker. We have quarterly check-ins with deeper surveys. Um, So we're really watching the ups and downs of social media use over time and watching platforms rise and platforms fall. So right now, you know, this is a snapshot of current use, um, but we also do get into how things have changed over time for individual platforms. But when we're looking at the top platforms right now among Gen Z versus millennials, there are significant differences. Hmm. And um, Gen Z's top used platforms right now are YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok is now number three. That that's amazing. Astronomical that's amazing. in the last two years. Um, and then that's very different from millennials. Their top three are Facebook, YouTube, and Facebook Messenger. Um, so, you know, TikTok's, TikTok's not in that top three. And when you look at Gen Z, Facebook is nowhere near the top. So there are really significant differences there. We also have asked young consumers what platforms they can't live without mm. as an open end. And Gen Z tells us Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat. Those are their top three. While millennials say Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And again, you know, the big call-outs there. TikTok is not in the top for millennials and Facebook is not in the top for Gen Z. So as Gen Z has aged up, we've really seen a divergence um, between the, the social media platforms that these generations are using. Well, and also what about gender? Because you do start to see there are some differences, right? Between men and women. Absolutely. You know, the top platforms tend to be the same between males and females. It's uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram among the 13 to 39 year old males and females overall are the top, but certainly there are differences. young females are more likely to be using Snapchat, more likely to be using TikTok and Pinterest. Young males are more likely to be using um, Reddit and Discord. Um, So definitely differences for sure, although their top platforms tend to be the same. One thing that in looking at the the numbers seemed apparent to me, but I might be wrong. And so please correct me if I'm wrong, is it looks like men concentrated their attention on fewer platforms, like over 40% were concentrated on a smaller number um, versus women, where you had sort of five five platforms were showing up in that 40% versus seven for women is so women seem to, to just, you know, distribute their attention more broadly. Is that fair or not really relevant? What do you think? No, it's, it's interesting. What we actually asked them, um, you know, how many, which of the following social networks do they use? And then we look at that data and we pull out the average number that each respondent is using overall. Um, So we do have information on how many social platforms everyone is using. Um, overall. So overall, young consumers are using um, 
uh, five to six social platforms on average. Um, and between males and females, it's actually fairly close. Um, it's 5.6 for males on average and 5.8 for females on average. So females are, you know, slightly more likely to be using more platforms. Um, mm-hmm. but overall they're, they're both using five to six, um, And I think it's just that they're using, um, that they're using some different ones. Right. And so again, because it's interesting whether you're providing the information or this is self-generated. So were, were you providing the list to the respondents or were they providing their choices? How does that, how did that work? When we ask what social platforms, what social networks do you currently use? We're providing a very thorough list um, of, I believe it's, you know, on this 30 uh, of the, not just the top platforms, but also the platforms on the rise. So, uh, you know, so is clubhouse in there? Yes, it is. <laughs> and what about, um, that's a personal thing. I'm, I'm like a very negative Nelly on clubhouse, but that's a side story. Um, I, but I noticed that Facebook messenger was its own, yes. whereas Instagram direct messenger didn't show up. Is that because it's its own app? Was it's it one of the choices? App. Okay. It's its own so-, app. so we include uh, messaging apps in, in the list as well, because these are are what uh, are referred to as dark social spaces, social spaces that brands don't necessarily have access to. Um, certainly Facebook is, you know, calling information from them for sure. Um, but uh, brands don't have as direct access to advertising on those platforms, but they are still social spaces. Um, so we include Facebook Messenger, we include WhatsApp um, and uh, some what other What about social- a, a phone's own messaging capacity? Was that something? You Text know- messaging? No, we don't. I mean, no. it's not a separate app. So we're not, we're not looking at that. And what about signal? I know that WhatsApp, when they change some of their use terms, people went to signal or they went to Mm -hmm. discord. Did did you, we asked about, yeah, we asked about telegram and signal. Um, You know, we actually wrote about this in our privacy report. We did see use of encrypted messaging apps spike um, Mm -hmm. earlier this year. Uh, Currently uh, telegram is uh, more popular than signal, Mm -hmm. um, but it, it is not even close to as popular as these other messaging platforms, you know, well, and, and Discord, Discord is pretty new, but that showed up. I was surprised by that. Discord has actually been around longer than you would think. It's, it's been <laughs> used as a, um, it, you know, its origins is it's a gaming. Uh, oh, okay. All yeah. Right. So while it has been adopted as, you know, an encrypted messaging space, you know, it has a longer history as a, a gaming messaging um, app and 25% of males use Discord. Well, and I was thinking that must be, that's why, right? Because mm-hmm. the gaming. Yeah. Skew. Especially the kind of gaming that's done. Females are more likely to be mobile gamers okay. and males are more likely to be playing um, computer and console games. And Discord is especially tailored to the kinds of games that males are attracted to. That's really interesting. So for brands using these platforms to drive content awareness and engagement, what is the key to why people engage with content on the platform? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting, the shifts that we've seen in social media, um, 
in the last few years, really, these have become entertainment spaces for young consumers. In fact, we just wrote about how Gen Z's social media uh, consumption is eating into their traditional media consumption. Um, They're watching more video on social platforms than they even are watching TV shows and movies. So, Mm -hmm. you know, these are entertainment spaces and they're coming to be entertained. (laughs) Here we are now, entertain us. So, um, you know, what brands really need to understand about platforms is that, yes, you can put your ads on there, but young consumers want to be engaged. And if they believe your posts are boring, that is the number one reason that they will unfollow a brand on social media. Um, But of course, you know, following a brand has become actually less common. Gen Z is less likely than millennials to follow a brand on social media. The way they're seeing brands on social media are through organic um, viral content, organic content from other um, users, influencer, of course, sponsored content, and then, of course, paid advertisements. But they'll swipe right by those paid advertisements if they are not uh, engaging in entertainment. Oh, that's really interesting. So you also looked um, at how young consumers feel about the different platforms, fake, fun, mean, popular, boring, addictive, entertaining, and creative. Mm -hmm. First, why were those the choices? We've actually been asking this uh, question for a few years, um, and we have added to the list as we've gone. And, um, you know, we really want to have a range of emotions in there, you know, the positive, the negative, but also, um, you know, the big things that are turn-ons and turn-offs when it comes to media for for young people. Um, Boring media, you know, they're they're (laughs) not going to spend a lot of time with you. They're looking for entertaining. They're looking for um, creativity. And they're also looking to display these things. They're looking to display their own creativity. They want to have fun. Um, And then, of course, you know, we've added fake um, over the years because the the desire for more authenticity, more realness, um, less of the you know, sheen of perfection has been, you know, on the rise for some time. Well, so let's talk about some winners and losers, because certainly some of those labels have pejorative overtones. I'm thinking um, mean, boring and fake. Um, So uh, let's talk about, um, let's, let's go through by description, generation and platform, how things um, shook out. First, let's, let's look at boring. Yeah. So uh, when we ask young consumers which platform they're most likely to to describe as boring, there are differences between Gen Z (laughs) and Millennial. Not too surprising considering the platforms that they're attracted to, right, that we've gone over. Mm. Um, Gen Z is most likely to say that Facebook is boring. Mm. Millennials are actually most likely to say none. Um, A quarter of millennials say that no platform is boring. Um, But after that, um, Facebook is second in line with 20% of millennials saying that it's it's the boring platform. Um, Now, millennials' answers are far more fragmented. Um, You know, there's not as much of a concentration um, of of young uh, young millennials who believe one platform or another is boring, whereas Gen Z is, is definitely most likely to say that Facebook is the boring one. Right. And it's notable that YouTube is not seen as, as boring. Oh my goodness. No. (laughs) So, uh, only 1% of Gen Z, uh, were, uh, told us that YouTube is the platform they would describe as boring and 3% of millennials, you know, the, 
especially the younger generation coming up as, you know, attracted to platforms that are um, keeping them scrolling and keeping them um, pressing play. And um, YouTube has perfected that formula. Um, Mm. But also, you know, Gen Z, especially has grown up. We actually have a trend called growing up YouTube um, and they have been raised watching this platform. This is their number one source of entertainment. So um, they're not, you know, they're not seeing it as boring at all. There's a variety of entertainment that they find on there. They're seeing people who look like them, which is not something that they're necessarily seeing on traditional um, sources like cable TV. Um, So, so yeah, uh, YouTube, very, very uh, unlikely that they see that as a boring platform. Well, and so, so it stands to reason that when we're looking at entertaining as a category, it's YouTube. Oh yeah. (laughs) So the flip side is right there. Um, You know, Gen Z and millennials are most likely to say that YouTube is the platform that they would describe as entertaining. Um, Number two for very close in line for um, Gen Z is TikTok. So 38% of Gen Z chose YouTube as the most entertaining platform and 34% chose TikTok. So TikTok is right under there, which is again, so crazy how quickly um, quickly. that platform has has well and also so then when we talk about addictive right Mm. that's that's where um that might be part of it right because tiktok uh tiktok owns addictive yeah nearly half nearly half of gen z respondents said that tiktok is the platform that they would call addictive enormous. And again, their millennials answers are far more fragmented. Mm-hmm. Um, number one was, um, was t- Twitter at 26%. Hmm. Um, but you know, far more variety in terms of, um, the platforms that they believe are addictive. Whereas, you know, nearly half of Gen Z saying TikTok is just huge. That's amazing. To, you know, again, talk about perfecting uh, an algorithm. TikTok is designed to to suck them in. And there are so many memes, you know, that reflect this, you know, me after, you know, so many hours on TikTok have passed. And, you know, they they know (laughs) that it's a platform that that pulls them in and keeps them scrolling. Well, right. And it also, the way the algorithm works is actually a little different than the way the algorithm on the other platforms work. And, and in addition to that, they borrow something from gaming, which has to do with the requirement that you periodically engage, that you're seeing the next video, that you're, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of, um, that just a kernel of discomfort, that a kernel of effort that you expend to keep in the loop. So you're, you're tied in there, which, which is also really interesting. Um, Creative. Now here's where I, I found the answers here um, kind of interesting because of Pinterest. Mm. Yeah. So when we look at the platforms that Gen Z and millennials are most likely to say um, is the creative platform, Gen Z is most likely to say TikTok, but Pinterest is is a second place. Um, 26% said TikTok and 22% said Pinterest. Um, millennials were most likely to say Pinterest um, by a nose. <laughs> right. Again, millennials far more fragmented in their answers. We've got to see that across the board for them. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, Gen Z... Um, you know, having Pinterest at number two for them is really interesting. And in this report, we really um, 
provide an overview of how young consumers are feeling about platforms overall and, you know, pitting platforms head to head, you know, who's in the lead, et cetera. But then we really dive deep into each platform and um, look at the feelings that are evoked by each platform. And, um, and for Pinterest, you know, it's really interesting. They, they feel creative when they're on the platform. It's a space where they're feeling inspired. Um, And we also saw that Pinterest use among Gen Z has has been um, creeping up. I don't think typically Pinterest is top of mind when people are talking about social platforms. And clearly there is an opportunity that Pinterest offers in that people view it as creative. And also, you know, in another part of your study, you talk about the welcomeness to advertising and purchasing and that kind of messaging. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, if we think about people having going to platforms for certain purposes and certain messages being more welcome on one platform versus another, Pinterest is a kind of unique space that way, right? Yeah, it is. And, you know, I think people don't necessarily think of Pinterest first when they're thinking social media, because it's not one of the top platforms um, that young people are using, you know, but among those who are using it, um, as you said, you know, an openness to advertising, you know, these feelings of inspiration and creativity and openness to seeing brands there. Um, So I do think you're right, an opportunity. Right. I mean, because earlier in our conversation, you talked about being too overtly salesy can be problematic, Um, but that some platforms seem to have a more ad-friendly user base when they're on the platform. And Um, some of that is the way that the platform's designed. You know, when you're on Pinterest, you're looking at images, you're looking for inspiration, and you're sometimes looking for products, looking for how-tos on, you know, how to use things, how to make things look better, how to, um, you know, um, how to do a craft and um, brands and products fit into that um, a little bit more naturally. Well, right. And when we talk about retail happening in social spaces, certainly this past pandemic year, we've we've seen a growth of digital retail and digital and digital retail from social spaces. So let's talk about Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Are those the top retailers, if you will? Yeah. So we ask about young consumers' openness generally to ads, to um, to brands being on platforms. And, you know, when we look at overall, um, you know, where they're being influenced to purchase products, of course, social media is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, And 43% of Gen Z, 61% of millennials tell us that they have been influenced to purchase a specific product or service because of a social media ad. You know, the majority of millennials, that's enormous. I think that number will, will increase for Gen Z as they um, get more spending power and more digital um, financial setup. Um, And then when we look at, you know, the places where they're open to seeing brands and marketing, um, Pinterest is is up there. (laughs) And now we're talking about this. These are all according to the user base. So so for the people who use these platforms, where do they not mind seeing ads? Uh, Pinterest users are most open to seeing ads on the platform compared to say, uh, Twitter's users who are, you know, not as likely to, uh, be open to seeing ads on the platform. Ah, um, right. So that's a qualification that you're dealing sure. with who, who is currently there. Absolutely. Um, 
one of your things that I love about the report is that it does a deep dive into each. So you have this sort of headline bit of news, but then each platform, you do a bit of a deep dive individually and it's, it's great stuff. And for purposes of wrapping up our conversation, could you share the top line takeaway by platform for brands? The the big, so what do you need to know by platform? (laughs) Can we, can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we'll start with YouTube, which is the top platform that um, Gen Z and millennials are are using. Um, You know, the majority of both generations are using this platform. It's user uh, base has stayed steady um, with some growth over years. So I think what brands need to know about YouTube is it's the place to reach everyone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's the place to reach everyone. And, um, you know, a surprising number of Gen Z and millennials don't mind seeing advertising on YouTube um, of those who are using it. Um, they're looking for entertaining content, of course. Um, so, you know, comedy, gaming and esports, vloggers and online personalities, those are those are the kinds of um, content that brands can tap into there. Okay. For Facebook, um, you know, I think the big thing to know there is that millennials are still using this platform. <laughs> they are on it. Use has dropped slightly, but really, you know, the majority of millennials, 75% are on Facebook and their engagement on the platform is high. Gen Z, not so much. Hmm. Um, okay. Gen Z, only 32% report that they are using Facebook. You know, they've really migrated to platforms where, you know, video and entertainment is in the forefront, where on Facebook, the number one reason that um, Facebook users are visiting Facebook is to talk to friends and family and to keep up with friends and family's lives. So it's still, you know, not necessarily the entertainment hub mm-hmm. that other platforms have become. Um that said, if you want to reach millennials, they are still there and the, you know, they are engaged there. But it's interesting to, to note and be aware as a brand that this is where people are connecting. And yes. so keeping that in mind when you're messaging that, what are they doing here and how can we fit in with what people are doing? Yeah, absolutely. This is a, a space for connection. Um, you know, when users are using fa- Facebook, um, we'll talk about millennials feelings. They're feeling happy, satisfied. Um, those are the top two. Um, and, you know, they definitely, the marketing that appears in that space should kind of align with, with the things that are going on there. Um, they're also, you know, Facebook marketplace is the top, um, the top feature or tool on Facebook that they're using. Um, so that's really interesting as well. I think for, for brands to know that, you know, selling and buying is, you know, a big thing that's happening on, on Facebook already for them. Um, Mm. so, so certainly there's opportunities. What about Instagram? What's the big takeaway from Instagram? Yeah. Instagram, I would say, you know, first of all, to point out that while Instagram, um, is competing with a lot of other platforms and, you know, we've talked a few times about TikTok's meteoric rise, Instagram is still a 
a hugely popular platform. You know, even though there are a lot of new buzzy spaces, um, you mentioned Clubhouse, everybody, you know, brands and marketers are talking about Clubhouse a lot, you know, spoiler. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. Clubhouse isn't, you know, it's not a top platform, you know, only a small percentage of young consumers report that they're using it, um, to be honest right. with you. So um, Instagram is still a mammoth of a platform, you know, though there are a lot of buzzy platforms, you know, don't just turn your back on, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, it's still number three overall among, um, all young consumers, number two among Gen Z, um, and more Gen Z, uh, consumers use Instagram than TikTok. So, so this is really a space, you know, um, that you still need to be in. Um, I think the big thing for Instagram is that they are, um, you know, increasing entertainment content, which obviously is something that needs to happen to compete with the TikToks of the world. Mm. Um, and the number one reason that Gen Z millennials are visiting Instagram is for entertaining content. So mm. again, um, you know, really having your, your advertising, your marketing, um, feel as, as entertaining as possible, even on Instagram where traditionally, um, you know, more polished stuff has been able to fly in the past is important. Um, and then I think shopability in terms of, you know, actually being able to shop on the platform itself right. is a huge part of Instagram's future. Uh, it's, it's present as well, but they're, they're constantly adding tools for, for this. Um, so, you know, brands should really not lose their focus on the platform, even though there's a lot of chatter about other places. Right. So it's this frictionless shopability is a huge, huge plus. Yeah. What about, um, we're tight on time. So, you know, we have about two minutes. <laughs> Snap, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Pinterest. Oh, this, yeah. So yeah, we'll rapid fire these ones. Snapchat still has a majority of Gen Z in its user base and user base is strong. So again, you know, you don't want to um, ignore the platform when it comes to reaching Gen Z. Um, you know, traditional marketing, not as welcome there. So keep it entertaining, keep work with Snapchat. They work with brands to create content that, um, that is authentic to the platform. Right. TikTok, you know, obviously this is the, the new wonderkin in the room. Um, you have to be there to reach Gen Z. It's number three. Now the growth is continuing. Um, and the content is by far the most entertaining for them, for Gen Z users. Um, this is also where they believe the top platform, they feel that, um, trends are being created. So this is where new content for them. And this is important for, for, for young consumers. They want new, they want next. Um, and this is where it's happening, but on TikTok, it's not ads, it's entertaining content. Right. Twitter. Twitter has skewed millennial for a long time. Um, you know, one thing we're seeing is a little bit of a, a dip in, in use, um, among both generations. And the problem might be that they're feeling that content there is mean, you mm. know, Twitter has been for a long time where brands really have been creating these, you know, brand personas. This is really where, you know, um, brands as people um, became a thing. Um, and I think also Twitter content is going to, uh, is being used in other places. So screenshots of Twitter 
conversations are being spread on Instagram, on, um, on other pl- platforms. So I think still very important, um, mm-hmm. but there are rising negative feelings about the app. And um, the number one reason that users are going there is to follow the news. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's really about staying up to date for them. Right. And Pinterest. Pinterest, don't overlook it. As we've said, you know, there more uh, Gen Zs are using it. Gen Z use has actually increased over the last years, which is really interesting. Pinterest is doing a lot of experimentation, really cool work with brands, beauty brands and AR try-on tools. You know, users there are, are more open to seeing advertising on Pinterest than um, users on other platforms are. So definitely don't overlook it. Fantastic. This has been great. And I think everyone will find this information super valuable. And obviously you gotta uh, sign up with Ypulse to get information <laughs> like this. So um, it's, it's awesome. It's one of my favorite reports. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We've reached the end of another episode of Up Next. And I'd like to close by thanking my production team at Up Next, my friend Rob Nutton, the voice artist who recorded our open. And of course, all of you, the members of our audience, thank you. I'll be talking to you again next time right here on Up Next.